Time for rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude Sloth. It's time for rolling. Set up in this or not? I think yes, I have everything set up. Delphi, did you see this tweet about Starboy? Um, this guy is like, honestly, at Starboy is performing really well for a 15 year old who just moved across the Atlantic Ocean from Germany. Once the language barrier and culture shock are gone, he'll be the best player in NA. <laughs> that was Polly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's so troll. Polly's so funny. <laughs> Batman. Nothing. How long do we have till this next game starts? Uh, probably five or ten minutes. Surprise! We're not doing an interview. We're just gonna cast this game on podcast. Live reactions to the game. Yes. Delphi, were you watching it? (laughs) Yeah. It was, um, dude, the second game was so sad. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's kind of a tough loss there, but I don't know. Oh, bye. Oh, oh, Batman's back. Is he still muted? No, he's not muted now. Starting, say hi. Nah. He might be having mic issues. Oh, no. Yeah. He might be. Oh, hi. Oh, he's really quiet. Okay, is this better? Yeah, there that's perfect. Go. Sweet. Delphi, is there anything particular you want to talk about? You just want to talk about like VPL stuff and just other things like that? Sure. I'm in the VPL. Yeah, you are. Hello, and welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, episode 105, I believe, and if it's not that, then Crude will tell me eventually that I said the wrong number. I'm joining the Crude Sloth, as always. We have a special interview today. How's it going, Crude? It's going fantastic. We got a, a good interview today. Yes, it should be a fun time. We are joined with Left, who has been on many, many times, a recurring guest. He is joined with... Uh, two teammates, two players on the team of Nova. We are also joined with Delphi and starting all over. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right, so left doesn't have to do his intro because everyone knows who he is. But Delphi, we'll start with you. Why don't you just give a little background when you started playing Vainglory and just a little intro of yourself, and then we'll go over to starting. Boom, Lone Delphi here, Vainglory player. <laughs> um, I got Vainglory three years ago. Saw it on a YouTube video. Pretty good game. <laughs> All right. 
I had to mute my mic because I was laughing. <laughs> Starting, how about you? Do you have a crazy story? Uh, no, I just started like playing League and like I saw VG because I don't have a, like a computer like three years ago or two years, and then I had an iPad, mm-hmm. so I just downloaded like a game similar to League and I just started from there. That's pretty much how I got into it too. You played League as well. No, one of my friends was obsessed with League and was oh, always right. trying to get me to play it, but I didn't have a computer. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, all right, so Delphi, you, I know you've been on tons of teams, but the first time we really were following you was with Echo Fox, I believe. You were with them when they first started in Bangalore. Yeah, the first season they came in and we uh did pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Creed and I always said that we felt like you were uh, pretty good and you just needed to get with maybe a few other so, players that were better. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's nicely putting it. Because mm. wasn't Colvin Meek roaming and that, at that time? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he quit after that season. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> um, and then starting, you've been with Hammers for as long as I can remember. I was in Hammers uh, for the full year, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Were you on any of those early, early teams, like the Vertigo or any of those teams? Uh, I was in Vertigo Diamond, and then, like, we got picked up by Phoenix. And when we got picked up by Phoenix, we made uh, I made my first championship back in spring 2016. Okay. I have terrible memory. I cannot remember that stuff. Well, early on, so many players were, like, moving a lot. Yeah. Wait, wait, have you guys been following the scene since, like, the beginning of VG8? I've been following since 2014. I was watching the, the 2v2 esports. The first season, I was on Gangstars, and then I was on Ardent for a split, and then Echo Fox. Oh, okay. Which... My team was the 102nd seed in the Season 0 Challenger Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Left beat your team. It was me and my my tier four twin brother. <laughs> nice. And then our third player didn't show up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. How did that work out for you, Left? It was okay. In the next split, I actually had a real team, and we actually lost to Delphi's team. Mm. That was pretty fun. He wasn't even named Delphi back then. The goat snowmancer Paul, dude. <laughs> All right, so 3v3, obviously, twenty uh, is, is no more. 2018 was the start of 5v5. A lot of teams have changed a lot heading into this season. Of course, we're already into the preseason VPL left or whoever also wants to join in on the conversation. How has the change been from 3v3? How did the addition of players like starting all over happen? You know, who kind of convinced him to come join in on the fun? Well, in 5v5 compared to 3v3, I'm sure everybody already knows that there's just like, there's so much more on the map. There's so much more opportunity to like be strategic and have really good macro play and use different like compositions and stuff. So obviously when you're looking to expand your 3v3 team to 5v5, you want to add really skilled players that are going to be able to help your team because you can't have dead weight on a 5v5 team. If you have a bad top laner, other teams are just always going to push your top lane in. And that's part of the reason why we set out to get players that were as good as starting and Erica Kane. Was Erica on the roster in the very beginning, or did he join a little later? 
No, he actually joined us uh, the day after the NACL roster lock happened. So okay. he was never even allowed to play NACL with us. Ah, I see. Yeah. Hey, uh, Left, I have a question for you. Who is, uh, who's most likely to get a Pentakill? Truth, starting, or Delphi? Mm, probably Truth, I would say. <laughs> nice. Safe Start, answer. He's because um, starting ex- overextends in lane too much. Starting, I'm sure uh, you know that. <laughs> and just truth is so good on Vox. He laughed. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Starting, great. did you we, did you come into Nova as the mid laner, or did you and Truth have you guys swapped roles? I was trying to remember what we, you originally we, came. Well, okay. I, I was bot lane, but I feel like Truth. Uh, I feel like Truth would adapt more to like bot lane better. Okay. Or no, 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 no. I would adapt more to mid lane better because like. Truth and I doesn't really play CP heroes, but I feel like if I can play like Overwatch, and I can get really good in like few months, I can get good in mid lane or CP heroes. Yeah, why are you top five hundred in Overwatch and also amazing at Vanguard? I can't even get good at one of them, let alone both. I don't know. I play a lot. <laughs> I play a lot. Just like I don't know. I'm just good, scrub. Like he just one tricks tracer. Oh yeah. Oh. Makes sense. So truth. I feel like okay, he's been playing a lot of weapon power glaive. Like, is he trying to find heroes? I mean, he's not here, obviously, but I know starting in Delphi, you guys play with him a lot too. But has he been trying to find those heroes that he? Because I don't know. It, it back in three v three, Crude and I were always like between starting and Truth. Those are the two players that were always making the crazy plays and getting like the triple kills or the one v threes. And now they're both on the same team, so it's always interesting to see like which game on who's going to go off. The first game on Saturday, Truth went off on Weapon Power Vox, and then Sunday, starting went off on the, the CP Celeste. So is it just kind of like who they pick up for that certain match? Well, it's like, I mean, we would obviously, we would want them to both be on like hyper carries every game, but with with each different comp, you can't like run the same sort of hyper carry in bot lane every time. Like, obviously, you want something that can carry late game and mid every time, but sometimes there's situations where you'd rather have a Glaive than a Vox or, I don't know, just something that doesn't have as much hyper-carry potential. And that's when we put Truth on, like, Glaive or something else like that. He likes playing Vox a lot more, but sometimes we can't always put him on that because of draft. Starting, are you gotcha. are you most likely to try to get your hands on like a Celeste or a Samuel, or who are you like most comfortable on 100% mid lane? Malene, but okay. you know okay, she's yeah. always, always, always bad. They're scared. <laughs> Not if you play slimy salamanders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they learned their lesson. <laughs> Delphi, who are you gonna go after in the jungle if you want to be the on the hero that you're gonna be able to dominate with the most? Um. Played cruel uh, Saturday and Sunday. Dangerous or cruel, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the jungle? Depends. What's the jungle? How much has it changed in five v five? And like, what really Dude, keeps so the much. people stand out as a jungler? Standing out as a jungler now, it's like it used to be like snowballing the other jungler in three v three, and now it's like just snowballing a lane and like helping where you can, and like making sure your laners can carry. Okay. Do you think right now it's just the meta of Idris and Cruel, or that's the reason why those are your? Well, two? there's like, those are like some of the good heroes. But like, 
There's like a lot available in jungle right now because you can play like a mage or you can play like a bunch of bruisers. Like you can play Glaive, you can play Kroll, you can play Tony even. It's like really dense. And it just depends on what you pick, like what you're gonna do. Okay. So I mean, I'm kind of flashing forward here a little bit, but you guys like obviously preseason's gonna be wrapping up here. We're gonna be going into the start of the actual season in June. Um what do you, do you guys have like expectations? What do you, you guys got some goals that you guys want to do for the VPL? Uh, I'll start with like left, and if if starting or Delphi want to add into that, if you guys have talked about that yet, even or if you guys are just focused on preseason, even your personal goals you can add in there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know we've all got personal goals, but I'd say our team goal is to go to turn go to live at the end of the season and win. Okay. That's like the big thing we're shooting for in the season. Me and Starting talked about this. We want to win Worlds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's a long ways away. <laughs> that's, that's a long way. I wish that was next month. I'm ready for some 5v5. But hey, <laughs> won't, it, won't it be this format of we win Summer Live, we get an instant ticket to Worlds? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Yeah, I think 5v5 Worlds is going to be a very different Vainglory game by that point. I think yeah. the game's going to change a lot by then, but yeah. we'll have to see how it goes overall. Even like through preseason, the meta is like rapidly evolving every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up with the the Aftershock Glaive with the Tension Bow? Like, mm. that has not been a thing, and now that just all of a sudden... Yeah. Right? Or am I wrong? It's just because... Like, Tribe and TSM, dude, they just, like, I don't know. They just want to put as much pressure as they can in ganks. Yeah. And, like, they like they don't have to carry, so they don't have to build, like, hard weapon power. It's right. like when, when Cause builds that, he's putting his trust in Chuck to carry the game. He's His whole purpose as a hero is going to be to set up Chuck for kills. Yeah. Right. But like, if we if if we're playing Glaive and we have Truth on Glaive, we're gonna have him build hard weapon power mm-hmm. because maybe we don't think that starting needs to be peeled for that much because he can carry by himself, and then Truth will also be doing damage. It's just kind of I don't know. It depends on the comp. It's situational, yeah, for sure. It's like why people are playing Tony so much too. They just want to like peel for their mid laner and stuff. Yeah. And get them to do all the damage, because mid laners get like really fed, especially if you give them jungle XP. Nice. Well, starting, I have another question for you. We watched your game today. We're recording this obviously on Sunday, but I want to know how the comms work when you're telling Eco, "Hey, let's go in. I can kill every single one of them." Eco's like, "Nah, we can't. I'm not going in with you." And then you just go in and do it anyways. Does Eco just like shake his head at you because you just go in and get a triple kill every time, or how does the comms work when you try to convince Eco to help you? <laughs> I just normally I just scream at Eco to like help me, and he'd like help me no matter what. <laughs> so he has the faith in you that you uh you know your limits. Yeah, he knows like I'm I'm crazy when it's diving and like I just I literally just scream at his face, go with me and he just <laughs> follows me. Are there certain captains that you're more comfortable with like doing that type of situation? Like I think was he on Lyra or was that Arden that was on Sunday? He was Lyra. Okay. I do anything as long as I know like Eco's cooldown, like Lyra Sigil or Arden Vanguard. Hmm. Yeah. I guess that just comes from playing the game so much you automatically know how how much the cooldown is when it comes to that. 
Um, let's see. Let's see. What else we got? I was trying to see if you were going to talk next, Crude. Come on. I don't. I mean, we're we're covering a lot of questions rapidly. Oh, okay. I got another question. Don't worry. We'll cut this part of the podcast. That's the best part about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So going into obviously three point two right now, meta wise. Um. How much do you think it's going to be? You know, each each week going into a new, at least when VPL season one starts. You know, when it comes to your guys' practice and that kind of stuff, how long does it take you guys to actually adapt to a meta and actually get prepared for that week when a new meta kind of starts off like 3.2 just recently did? Well, honestly, anything could happen coming into VPL Season 1 because they're going to they're gonna at least have one more patch either before or, like, really close to the start of the actual season. I don't know. Eco's in PBE, so he's been telling us that a lot of really cool changes are coming. But, like, with all the three CP comps right now, maybe we see them change how armor and shield work, and then, like, suddenly mages aren't the meta anymore, and there's just so much stuff that could change based on whatever NivMet wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> NivMet has a lot of power. Yeah. Well, this past weekend on week four, then at least, uh, I mean, uh, a big thing happened. You guys obviously were able to take down um, Tribe. Tribe and TSM are both at the top there. No one really thought they were going to lose anyone besides maybe each other. But, you know, what did that week look like for, as, you know, the coaching standpoint, when it came to scrims, that kind of stuff, and or as a player standpoint, what was your mindset coming into that Saturday match? Because then you kind of played Hammers on Sunday. Did you really look at that Sunday match, or were you just mostly focused on that Saturday matchup? Uh, For the Saturday games, I really didn't want to play that game because – I was playing Kestrel into like a five sun comp, and for me, I thought we one hundred percent lost that draft. But I don't know how we won. Yeah, and then after we had won, Viziox tweeted and was like, "Wow, we lost draft." <laughs> Starting, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he did tweet that <laughs> in the week in the week leading up to the game. Like, I wanted to get us at as many like good scrims as we could because. We know as a team that we can beat Tribe, <clears throat> but we have to. We had to get as much practice as we could in because we did. That wasn't a game that we wanted to come into like cold. Yeah. But yeah, in the end, we as a team knew that we could take down Tribe in Saturday's game, but it just came to it just came it just comes down to showing Twitch chat that Nova can beat Tribe. <laughs> right. <laughs> If that makes sense. Getting yeah. other people to believe it, yeah, for sure. What are some of the major win conditions against Tribe? I mean, you don't have to necessarily share anything crazy, but you know, I feel like Tribe a lot of times just as long as they're protecting Dinzio and old school, that's all that matters. They always have a lot of, you know, utility or just defense on their side. Well, um Tribe as a team really plays well around old school no matter what hero he's playing on. So anything, any kills or jungle camp, any kills you can get on him early or any jungle camps you can steal away from him are really important when you're playing against Tribe. Okay. Anything out of you, Delphi? Or... <laughs> um, against Tribe, it was just like, I don't know, Joseph and Gabe kept like coming to our bot lane, which is 
kind of weird. And they, like, never really killed Truth there, so it was, it was just really bad for them because Truth got fed and, like, nothing really happened in their bot lane. So it was, like, our laners were ahead of theirs and I was a little behind, but that didn't really matter because we had, like, three other carries. Right. Compared to their only two hard carries. Yeah. Hmm. And we had a Finn, so it couldn't really do much. Yeah, Finn came out of nowhere this weekend too. I feel like they had a couple times Finn was played. Does he is he like pretty situational, or do you think he may be a captain that can play in certain comps? You think like he's like really good with certain comps, like sometimes. But like when he's good, he's like a monster. My thought is like you put Finn together either with um like comps that want to kite back and have squishy heroes or you just put him with these like heroes that are really good with zone control like samuel with drifting dark because finn himself is just a giant zone of you can't dive here because i will smash you yeah (laughs) i just thought it was kind of funny before the game against tribe flash was like wow they'd pick finn in such an important game they better know what they're doing and by the end he was like ha finn to win guys (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, but go on. But yeah, Eco Eco really loves playing Finn, so we we want to pick it for him whenever he can play it. Yeah, that's what Allie Peterson said. He said that he loves playing Finn too, but normally the team they don't really find something for him to play it. Uh, the thing with Finn is that like his B, which gives like fortified health, it's like a mini vanguard for your whole team. Mm-hmm. So like if you combine all of that fortified health into one like thing uh you can receive like enough poke so that you don't take like too much damage and that works for all your team instead of just one person getting a vanguard right like say that you're playing against tsm and cause is trying to poke you with cp kestrel with finn giving you the fortified health you can stand in his range and still trade with him and like out trade him with the fortified health and that's like kind of the utility finn brings yeah I mean, obviously, his ultimate doesn't land often. I mean, maybe here or there. So it's not like his ultimate is really that huge. Normally, it just forces some reflex blocks out. But <clears throat> other than that, it's more of those fortified and maybe a AoE stun that he can land. Yeah, and I think Eco is really smart about you, or he's really smart about his uses of Finn's ult. Like, oftentimes, he'll just like look like he's gonna throw it and make them hover over their reflex blocks, but he'll actually usually wait to throw it until the fight is almost over when somebody's trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm interested to hear from Delphi or starting since obviously you've been players for a while. I mean, looking at the current 5v5, do you think it's kind of snowball-y and some matches are ending really fast, plus with the ghost wing you know, buff towards objectives? you know, What kind of route in the future of Vanglory would you kind of want them to go? Longer matches... Or, you know, how maybe some changes in the future, what do you guys are, what would you hope for? I think, like, the last patch's buff on Ghostwing, like, the objective damage was, like, a little too much. Because if you can, like, get Ghostwing and you have, like, a good push comp, there's just, like, like, if you have, like, two mages or something, and, like, with a barrier, there's just not much you can do. Like, if they get that early on in the game, it's, like, really snowballing. But besides that, I think it's, like, fine. Okay. Starting, how about you? Anything? 
Wait, what? I was. <laughs> I didn't know if there was any changes going forth in other patches about you know the meta overall when it comes to like if matches are ending too fast or if you'd like them to go a little longer. Or if there's any big changes that you're hoping for in the future. Wait, I want the game to be like a little longer than. 16 minutes because some teams right. if you snowball too hard you end game in like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and that shouldn't happen in 5v5 in yeah. 3v3 sure but i don't know you get snowballed too hard early game you pretty much lose the game unless you throw right which was yeah like i remember um i remember watching an aov tournament when it had first come out in NA, and I was like, wow, this game sucks. All the games end in 9, 10 minutes, and now Vainglory is having the same thing happen, and it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. I felt like we had the that Rogue and TSM game. Like, Rogue came out, like, super strong, and they kind of threw. TSM came back, but then Rogue still somehow won just from, like, the little back door out of Evol and, and Sibs, but... I mean, I feel like some, in a situation like that, they had so much damage. They just used teleport boots, and they couldn't get stopped no matter what because they could just destroy the crystal so fast. I mean, I know they had, I think they had... Did they have two armories down or one? I don't remember, but they still... Yeah, just, they had two. Yeah, they shredded through it. I feel like maybe it should be less with two armories. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Backdoor like, shouldn't be, like, that easy. Like, two people with two armories, yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. a mid laner, but still. Right. It's like SCMC wants the games to go less because they added that ghost wing buff. I'm like, yeah, like twenty five percent objective damage. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they Crazy. mow they mow down turrets when you have that. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, and like people do that, and then they take black claw like really quick, and they yeah, still have the yeah. ghost wing buff for the push. It's crazy. Starting. Did you see what um, Evol built that game? Yeah, it was like poison shiv, yeah, uh, and alternating like, curve. box build. Yeah, yeah. And the other team didn't even really have much healing, so was the poison shiv just for the immortal wounds? Anyways, like, would you ever have a situation to build that plus the CP box build? I don't know. His build is interesting. I think like his build focuses on one target alone, and at the same time, doing damage to like nearby enemies. So he's doing damage to the single target, not only like uh. Not like normally in TP Vox, whoever your first target damages is not taking that much damage, but with Poison Shiv, he's getting like a lot of value out of it. Yeah, and he has a lot of attack speed too. Personally, I think he did it for the attack speed, because I'm not like the greatest, most mechanically gifted player. When I play CP Vox with only alternating current, my attack speed feels a little bit too slow. Hmm. And um, it's like the CP Idris build that's going on right now with. Yeah. Poison the Shiv, double yeah, double passive one. He has a lot of attack speed. Like, you don't even need your um, yeah. Shrekram to do as much. Jeez. That's a lot of damage. All right, well, we obviously have power rankings that we come out with. A lot of people agree. A lot of people disagree, which is fine. <laughs> uh, I'm not and I'm not a complete expert, but we do our little circle of people that we talk to in the esports world. Obviously, TSM Tribe just took some losses. You know, we're trying to decide who's going to be first. You guys would all love to see that first spot for you guys. I want to hear your opinions for Tribe TSM. I know NACL is going on right now. We're kind of recording during that. TSM so, just won. Oh, thank you for the update, crew. Damn it. Yeah, I'm three to one. You're so welcome. mad I missed it. I've been um, watching. Well, that kind of ruins my whole point there. But I was wanting to know if you guys thought TSM was better or if Tribe was better. <laughs> 
I'll start. I think TSM but, is better. Better than who? Tribe. Oh. Tribe. Wait. If we beat Tribe, TSM <laughs> lost. Or TSM won against Tribe. Mm. Doesn't that make Tribe third? <laughs> Wait, starting. Hey. I said the same thing to you an hour ago, and you said that that was bad math. <laughs> yeah, that was bad math because I I should be over TSM. Not Nova specifically. <laughs> only only starting. <laughs> so if you guys beat Tribe and TSM beat Tribe, so you guys should be one. TSM should be two. Tribe should be three. Well, we did lose to TSM earlier in the preseason. I, I, I think we're number two right now, at least. But we can get better than them in the future. Starting, how about you? You guys still number one? Uh, no, second. <laughs> two, one is like too much for now, but right. we'll get there. I like that. Yeah, I, like I the think positivity. I, th- I would put us at number two right now as well. We just need to put in more work, and we definitely have the potential to get a lot better than TSM in the regular season. Do you guys have a designated – I know I'm jumping here, but I had another question that I wanted to get from the team. Do you guys have a designated shot caller end games that are always making decisions, or is it kind of just whoever has the idea? Well, you're, you're talking to both of them right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So who's the quietest? Who's least likely to say anything during a match? Eco or Truth? One of them. Truth like talks. He's he's like Zio when he's like uh when he wants to try really hard, he just like shot cuts the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> but other times, other times he's concentrating so hard that I think he forgets to talk. Yeah. Nice. But with us, it's like um, Delphi calls objectives and like bigger scale rotations, and starting calls like play by play and fights, mm-hmm. like who to focus and where to go. Nice, makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. And that works like, for every team too. Like TSM, I know calls and chug shot calls, dang. and Hemi and uh, like. Shaded are like sometimes and pause. All he says is like I'm pushing lane. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all he ever does too. Every time I see him, he's like, "Yep, just handling yeah, my like, lane." Eric and then kind of just does his own thing. And then like when it's team fights, we'll be like, "Oh, do this," and he's like, "I, I got it." <laughs> Our team With... is like also the strongest in team fights because I-, I literally scream in my mic and make sure everyone listens to me and hears me. <laughs> That's true. We don't get a lot of shot calling from Erica. It's more like every so often dude, he'll be he like, "Oh, this lane. dude is so bad. He thinks he's <laughs> good," and then he kills somebody. <laughs> Does that ever backfire? And then he gets killed, and he's like, "Well, uh, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm lagging, I'm lagging, I'm lagging." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, his internet isn't very good sometimes. Mm. Yeah. So that'll happen. So. Ending our questions here. Starting, is there ever a time that you do admit you did overextend and you probably shouldn't went after that kill? Um, every day. <laughs> every day. Nice. So, is there is there a solution to the overextending problem? It's like uh, it only happens in scrims and rank you, but in tournaments, I don't overextend much. I don't know why. Okay, just... that's true. In tournament, it's like I die like it's way different. Game. Yeah, is it just because you know there's less on the line for scrims, and you're just like, I want to see if I can get this. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, every game starting is like, don't even worry, like, I'll secure this, I got it, and then, like, I don't know. I die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, then, in tournaments, I hear you say the same thing. You're like, don't worry, I'll get the crystal buff, and then you just do against three enemies. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, Humanist did say during that match that starting was the reason why, or the people like starting and the reason why he loves esports, because those type of players are the ones that are constantly just trying to get the kills, oh, not overextending, but just making plays that you would never expect to be able to play. So starting Humanist was like shouting you out hardcore. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, but I was too fat. Like, I feel like <laughs> I can 2v5 that entire team. Dude, our game today was like... They all went to bot lane the whole game, and starting was, like, three levels up on everyone. Yeah, that was yeah. insane. I saw them, like, pushing in Truth's land, and I was like, oh, wait, this game might actually be close. And then I realized starting was level 12, and everyone else was level 7. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he had he had no energy, and starting was still just killing them one by one as they ran at him. He's like, all right, I'll just stand here. You can just keep coming at me. Oh, that was, yeah, that was stupid. Is like when your team starting tells you not to trickle in an Overwatch. That's what Hammers did for you today. It's true. Group back up. No need to keep running one by one. All right. Well, is there anything else from you guys you guys want to talk about on the podcast, crew? Anything? Any other last questions for I, them? I was just gonna say the same thing. You were if they had anything left to talk about. Now speak now or forever hold your peace. Uh, I don't have anything else really. I got nothing. Starting. Uh, um, um, no. Darn it! Ooh, vainglory. I was hoping Ooh, for I was hoping for a, a last a last minute call out from starting, but all right. Well, your guys' goals are definitely go to live, win live, get invitation to worlds. So we have our you guys have your steps. So whoa, and whoa, whoa, hold on. whoa, whoa, whoa. That, those are not the steps. The steps is just. Win worlds. There's no <laughs> yeah. like other stuff. Uh, step he already one. knows he's getting the worlds, so he just got to win worlds. Like that's the confidence, right? Step there. one: win worlds. Okay, okay, I like it. Um, left. Yes. Anything else? No, not really. Oh, okay. Your mic was just lit up. I didn't know if you were getting ready to say something. All right. Well. I'm gentlemen from Nova, it was a pleasure having you on, Delphi. I'm glad you said hey put me on the podcast and we could do this and get you on here starting thanks for joining us as well uh we'll have to do it again as we go throughout the vpl good luck in the vpl how long do we have off i don't even know how how big's the break until season one i think it starts in like june but like only a few weeks i feel like i remember it being the second week of june but don't quote me so it's probably like two or three weeks maybe either it looks like a three or four week break not sure though it doesn't matter. By that time, we'll be the best team ready. So, XD. So, you guys are really just going <laughs> to scrim that whole time until VPL starts? Like, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We're going we might, we're gonna we start might. the game, and the casters are going to be like, what are we doing? We've never seen this. <laughs> <laughs> we might have some days off or lighter schedules for some weeks because we have kind of a long break, but we'll definitely still be scrimming every week. Right. All right. Well, Thanks again for coming on. We'll have to do this again as we go throughout the VPL, like I said. But that is going to end this interview with the people from Nova. Thank you, Delphi, Left, and Starting, for joining us.
thanks for having us on. Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.